0: Hello, and welcome to Beyond the 9 to 5, where we empower young professionals and post-graduates to navigate the complexities of adulthood with confidence, balance, and authenticity. Our podcast is dedicated to providing relatable and insightful content that enriches your professional journey, enhances your personal growth, and promotes holistic well-being. I'm your host,
1: Erica Gossett, and I'm joined here today with my co-host, Letty Hastings. So some of the topics that we'll cover on our podcast include... Managing your social life, professionalism, interview skills, and, you know, how to live a balanced lifestyle, just rounding out your life. And from the two of us, we will definitely be covering these topics each time giving you our trials and errors from our experiences. But we also will be bringing in professionals in the industry. We think it's pretty crucial that you hear from the people who have dedicated their careers to these fields and can give their own insight.
0: We're going to start off with our little check-ins and our life updates. So we're going to talk about our highs and lows and our accomplishments or struggles. Would you like to go first, Lydia, or do you want me to go first? I have not thought of anything, but I'll think of <laughs> something right now.
1: I definitely go. So my highs for this week, honestly, I was out of the gym for like a week and a half um, a while back, and I finally got back this week, and it's been feeling amazing. Going to a bunch of different classes, learning from a bunch of different instructors, so I feel like my body is just kind of like adjusting, but also like getting this rigorous activity that I missed for so long. My low... You know, honestly, I just feel like I've also lost some drive. So it's kind of like, I'm great to be back in the gym, but it's kind of partnered with this low of like, okay, but the gym is like all I've done for the day. Like, why can't I just sit down and work? Why can't I just go make a meal? Like, it's just that lack of energy is definitely my low. So Mm
0: -hmm. no, totally understandable. And I feel like that's something that I'm figuring out too. Especially like, you know, post grad I graduated in May. So I don't really have much structure and it's hard to keep yourself accountable and keep the momentum going, whether it's going to the gym or whether it's doing work or side projects. So I completely understand where you're coming from. And that's kind of similar to my high and low. My high is that my startup and I were starting to amp things back up for the fall. We kind of took a break in the summer just to, you know, do some personal things and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I had a meeting with our CEO and it was a great productive meeting. And I'm just so excited to get the project started and going. And that's something that I'll also be like talking throughout the podcast is like this experience of creating a startup. As someone that's not really business oriented, it's really interesting and definitely has been a huge learning process for me. So that's my high is that I'm really motivated and really excited. Um, I guess for me, a low feeling a little stagnant in like my work, I guess, um, just like, you know, Sometimes there's really busy seasons of work and then other times there's not so busy seasons. And I feel like right now I'm kind of in a little rut right now. Um, But obviously I'm like working through it. I'm trying to keep myself motivated. All my little side projects are amping up, but then I also need to keep myself accountable and just like make sure to amp up. Why am I saying amp up? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, yeah, I need to like be more on my on my game when it comes to work things. So that's kind of my low for this week.
1: I feel like we could also talk about like accomplishments or struggles that we faced, like, you know, within our work life. I mean, mm-hmm. aside from the fact of us just like having this energy, I feel like that's what everyone deals with when they're working in a job, you know, like you just have to work through it. And there's gonna be times where you love it and there's gonna be times when you hate it. But like let's talk about like an accomplishment we had within our job, something that like we're proud of with our work and also like a struggle and something that we probably had to admit that we needed help with.
0: Oh, for sure. I actually forgot, and this is something that I feel like when you talk about eventually at some point is like, you know, you, you focus on all the negativity instead of focusing on the positive. Yeah. But for me, an accomplishment that happened this week, um, and I shared with you privately, Letty, was that I got published in a journal.
1: So that's oh really exciting. Oh my God, it's just so exciting each <laughs> time you say it. Like, my I girl was published.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Ugh. it's kind of surreal. I kind of forgot about it. I had written it like maybe a month ago and- I had submitted it, and um, one of my coworkers was kind enough to send it to me and say, congratulations, you're published. And I was like, what? I forgot about that. So yeah, I got published in the Colorado Public Works Journal, and my story was about um, the Gang of 19, and if you guys don't know about that, that's a whole other thing. Go read my story. Just kidding. You can look (laughs) it up online, and you can find all the information you need. So that's an accomplishment for me. I would say a struggle for me is that I guess the field that I'm working in isn't exactly what I studied. So there's a lot Mm, of terms and things that I don't really know. And I think that's kind of what I struggle with sometimes. Also, by the way, I'm an intern. I'm not like a full-time person. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I'm just learning. (laughs) So I guess for me, that's kind of a struggle is that I'm learning a whole new field. It's so exciting and so rewarding, but it's also kind of a struggle as well. Yeah, definitely. But- Thankfully, my team is very supportive. You just kind of have to be aware of what you what you know, what you don't know, and then mm-hmm. seek out help in areas where you might not know that much about. Yeah, I feel like that's I just ramble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point. I feel like a lot of people our age, like I say, our age, and not even telling people like we're in our early twenties. So it's not like we. <laughs> are middle-aged and trying to figure out, like, where we should be going with our lives. It's, like, we just started our lives, and so, like, we don't feel like we need to necessarily ask for help because we're supposed to just learn everything right now, but the truth of the matter is, is like, you can look up anything on Google, but nothing is as helpful as the person next to you because they're going to so know true. faster ways. Mm-hmm. Um, my accomplishments and my work, you know, I have a team that I struggle with sometimes like just like getting them together and it's just Mm -hmm. like what feels like mission impossible and it shouldn't be because like it's it's a leadership team it's not like it's just a team of people who get together to collaborate on something for fun like Mm -hmm. have actual things we got to get done so I had an accomplishment and a breakthrough with them this week because I partnered them up with another team in a different state that reps the same organization we're in and you know they got to talking and realized you know like we actually have to get stuff done other people are three (laughs) steps ahead of us right now exactly um and you know when it comes from me like I have been in this organization for you know five plus years now so my word is not gonna matter as much as someone else in the different you know state in the same organization because I just feel like I broke through this accomplishment in my leadership of like I gotta step back sometimes and let other people lead for me me. like I can't mm-hmm. just expect to give people these expectations and then have them meet them so that definitely felt like an accomplishment and my leadership style was just to like break through the like controlling aspect of things and just turn it over to someone who could jazz it up switch up you know the lingo or whatever no, because yeah. sometimes it gets boring to hear the same person over and over so yeah like, that was on accomplishment. That. thanks yeah, thanks that's I'm awesome. trying to like recognize it more because for the longest time I used to like just put down my leadership style because I was like I'm a Type A control freak, and I want things done my way, and it has to be my way, my way, my way. Type right. A too, so I relate. Right, like <laughs> you no, know, like it works for some people every now and then, especially if you're partnered with someone that's Type A. But like when you're not, because let's face it, in the workforce, you're not going to be with everyone that's Type A. The majority of the time, it's going to be people that's like Type C, D, whatever. You know, <laughs> the priorities are not the same as what you think they are, and so just you know, trying to mature, be responsible about these things, not getting emotional either, because that's another mm-hmm. hard thing for me. I, I get that. I'm an emotional person, so I feel like I definitely get caught up in that. I just, there are some days where I'm like, yes, I love your cry. And there's other days where it's just like, this is the most inconvenient time for me. Like come back in three days.
0: (laughs) Let me know like two or three business days in advance, and then I'll schedule some time in to cry. Thanks. Literally.
1: I would say my struggle with work is a little bit different. Um, So for those listening, I, for my full-time job work in a family company, a family business. And so my, job title came with a lot of hard work but it also came with a lot of trust that you know I would take on the learning responsibilities and so I'm pretty high up in my department and the role really falls on me to figure it out and I don't say that lightly like I recognize that you know I've learned and I can be trusted with this role but I struggle with accountability man like it's really hard for me when you're your own boss like Mm -hmm. everyone talks about like you should be your own boss like you should want to be a CEO you should be this and you should be this and then like you get to that point and you're like oh my god god like I have to figure out my own schedule I have to figure out when I get this done and then like you don't do it but it's like it's okay because I'm the boss like I'll just push it aside and do it on my own time Struggled this week because I think a lot of deadlines caught up to me and also like deciphering you know this is what I should be focusing on versus this could wait another couple of weeks because you know like we said type a we want it all done at once but it's just not reasonable
0: No, oh, yeah totally and it's good that you recognize that and see that and I mean that's something that we all kind of struggle with always you know yeah. whether you're 10 years into your field and you're a seasoned professional or you're a student yeah <laughs> I mean I could say like m- during my time in high school and college like I would just get all these deadlines for things and I'd be like okay I need to do this 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 but then like I would never get it done it was so overwhelming exactly. to look at all the things you need to do and sometimes you take a step back and be like okay let's break it down. The little
1: mm-hmm little to-do lists and let's try to tackle as much as we can. I'm sure we'll talk more about, you know, like, even how to do that stuff because that's a whole different topic on its own. Is like, people tell you, go to ABC. And I remember in high school, there would be, like, presentations from teachers of, like, I want to manage your time in college. And it's like, okay, <laughs> well, I'm not even there yet, sis. Like, how yeah. am I supposed to know? <laughs> so I think we'll definitely take some time to, like, you know, as we talk about what our accomplishments and also what our struggles are, like, being able to provide solutions that, like, we've run trial and errors on mm-hmm. um, because I think there needs to be some sort of way for other people to learn from our mistakes you know like we should not want other people to fail in such a competitive industry no
0: totally i feel like we have a lot of failures and i that's all right like honestly (laughs) you know like
1: (laughs) there's no bad what does bob ross say there's no mistakes only happy accidents yeah happy accidents play bob ross (laughs)
0: exactly bob ross is our spirit animal
1: Truly. (laughs) Truly. So, for today's topic, we'll just kind of talk a little bit about, like, who we are, what we've done, and why you should even listen to us, you know, why are we credible to you guys? So, a little bit about who we are. Eric and I have actually been friends for, like, a very long time, and it's been such a long time that we both don't remember when we met. Like. No. I think I truly don't remember (laughs) I think we met in like elementary school like fifth grade one of my first years but you were at a different school so that's when it gets fishy because I was at a completely different one but I was in like music memory you know like when we had to like listen to those songs and then like you know put them together and I swear to god you were in it too and I feel like that's when we met but I feel like you have a very different story of when we met um I think I think I vaguely
0: remember seeing you at music memory which is like that's a lot I learned how to spell Tchaikovsky at the age of like eight first of all anyways oh, real crazy trajectory <laughs> but I think I first met you then because our parents were talking to each other as they do mm-hmm. and I think we kind of like saw each other there in like third grade and then we ended up being Ooh, in the same grade. Girl Scout troop third yes, grade I forgot then... about Girl Scout. Shout yes, out. Girl Scout um so I think we met there and then we just kind of you know we were like acquaintances for the most part, like in the Girl scout troop but then we were both in band we both played flute and that's really we're how we nerd. but look at us now that's all i got to say yeah, look at us now
1: <laughs> um, so i
0: think we met we met um in band cuz we both played flute and that was in Like, I would say we became friends' friends in, like, 7th or 8th grade. Yeah, yeah. And then we really got close in high school because it was, honestly, trauma bonding.
1: I don't know. Can you tell me? I feel like we started trauma bonding. I feel like it was when we were, like, 7th or 8th grade and we were in our English teachers class together. I feel like that's definitely when we connected because, like, we used to talk the entire class. Oh, yeah. It It was always about, like, drama or, like something we experienced in band like we literally did not talk about anything else no it all. was either we're we we're
0: gossiping about other people or we were like just trauma dumping on each other <laughs> we were like seventh
1: grade so, it's I know. Just, so we fun. were going through it that timeline makes sense it, yeah mm-hmm. it's going somewhere with it i just it's been so long and i feel like basically since middle school seventh or eighth grade like you said like it's just been like inseparable since and then you know we got into high school and even then like you know we started started out in flute together and then I switched into percussion because I just I was not about <laughs> marching band. you guys like it's just there's a certain level of discipline and I haven't just not not to do that so I applaud you for doing it because <laughs> I wanted to be inside the whole time um, I mean truly yeah. it was horrible not a horror okay I won't say that it was horrible but it definitely pushed me and well I think it's part of like who we are you know like mm-hmm. I think that band is you know a good Discipline practice that you know, we have to wake up at a certain time, be there at a certain time, or you have to do a certain thing. And so I feel mm-hmm. like that's just kind of like why we came out, you know, of high school the way we did is because we were involved in an extracurricular that like gave us drive and motivation to actually, you know, succeed in something. And I don't think that every student gets to have that. So already we were very similar in the way we we're doing things because we were very academically driven mm-hmm. for various reasons. <laughs> um and then we also, you know, were committed to doing other things. And I think that as we went through high school we kind of realized like not that we weren't like other people because we were making you know the same immature mistakes as other people and we were totally just being high schoolers we were living the high school life um I think that that's kind of like what made our friendship click so well is we kind of realized like as we got into junior and senior year that's not what we wanted for ourselves like we were never Mm -hmm. you know go out to a party type late at night like we were more of let's go downtown and just eat like call it a night after that I think the majority of our friendship was eating in the beginning honestly yeah it was I'm so c- worth it it was worth it and it was a
0: great time i cannot complain we were definitely like a little a little nerdy like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie oh. we were a
1: little nerdy we were nerds we were like, so nerdy like the fact like we went to like operas and like yeah we did that all these, and you know for the longest time like people would just like judge me at first for like going to operas at that age and like mm-hmm. that it wasn't cool or whatever and then I was like older and I told people like I did that it was all of a sudden like oh my god no way like dude oh yeah like get a ticket come on be cultured get a ticket. they're That's cheap, cheap. You know? like <laughs> it was such a good night out and it's like I think as you grow older you grow to appreciate these things but I think like for us being young learning to appreciate these things really set us up part because like it gave us a different view on life and I think it's just like Mm -hmm. part of that driving factor of to like not just through high school but pushing us into college whether or not we were falling out of routine so kind of ties into like what have we done you know right now so Mm -hmm. what have you done since well actually what have you done you know even in like early high school talking about like what built you to who you are but also what have you done since high school because that's even greater than what it was in high school yeah
0: for sure so I guess the best way I can think To start, I guess, like my story, quote unquote, is I was very, very, very passionate about flute in high school. And Letty knows that I was very, very yeah. driven in that aspect. And you know, I was driven like personally, but I was also driven by external forces will remain unnamed. Yeah. Um. And that was very toxic. But I really fell in love with music. I've, I've always loved music. And Letty's been a musician for all of her life, same as me. And I've always loved performing. But basically, I was very, very focused on getting a classical music degree. And I wanted to be a performer. I wanted to be like a solo performer, orchestral performer. That's what I wanted to do. And that you yes basically freshman year through senior year of high school that's what I wanted and I mean into college that's what I wanted. I was very disciplined in the sense that I went to a lesson like a 2-hour lesson every single week. I would drive an hour just to go see my teacher who is incredible and without her support and her help like I would not be where I am today truly. So I was just, you know, really focused on music and that in and of itself is it's a rigorous process. There's a lot of practice and a lot of discipline that you need to have in order to be successful and in order to get the results you want. And because of that and what I did in high school, I was able to go to school at the University of Colorado Boulder, where I studied flute performance. During my time there, I freshman and sophomore year,
1: I was just so focused on music. I would wake up at five a.m. No, I, I go... that. It
0: was a time. It was a time and a half. Like, I wouldn't even
1: go to the same school, but like it was exhausting sometimes to see like the hours that you were working and that you were up. Like just for music, bro. Like <laughs> Nothing against it, but I was just shocked because, you know, you've done that all throughout high school. I was shocked you went into it. Me
0: too, honestly, but, you know, I wanted to do it. I set my mind to it, so I said, I'm going to do it. So I went in and... You know, I'd wake up at 5am, I'd walk to the music school from my dorm, practice before my 8am, I would, you know, be at rehearsals all day long, be at lessons, and then I would come home and then I would like eat and then I would go practice again or, or go to a concert or something like that. So it was just a very, very intense time in my life, but I loved it. I truly did love it. And I'm saying this in past tense you guys will see why but then you know freshman year like in the spring the pandemic hit and I'm sure people had realizations
1: my whole life flashed before my eyes bro
0: (laughs) same here and that's kind of what woke me up to I guess the music industry and kind of the instability that it comes with and it was really scary for me to see that and be like oh my gosh like so many people that I know or that I follow Mm -hmm. don't have jobs they're not in a good place and there's no way to sugarcoat it they were not doing good so I was just kind of like do I want that for myself very competitive and very very unstable. Mm-hmm. And I give mm-hmm. props to anyone that pursues that professionally yeah. because truly you need those 10,000 hours or however many hours to become successful. You really do. I kind of realized after the pandemic that I wanted something more for myself and that I wanted to become like a more well-rounded musician that had a lot of experience in other things just in case the music thing didn't pan out. And because of that I added another major, I had another minor. I had a whole career change during my time um when I was like transitioning into different majors and stuff, I had the opportunity to be the social media manager for my flute studio, which was so much fun. I seriously, mm-hmm. I loved it because letty knows I've always been an Instagram girly. I love yes. marketing, I love creating and taking pictures you and videos. You were so excited about
1: it, man. <laughs> oh so,
0: yeah, I was so excited, and it was such a good experience. I did that for about two years until my senior year. So yeah, I just think that I really, you know, wanted to become better as a musician, but I also had these other avenues that I wanted to open myself up to. Um, I think that that's something that happens a lot with musicians nowadays is that they kind of funnel themselves into one thing. Mm-hmm. And that's great if you are one of the 0.5% that is like an exceptional. But the reality of it is you need to have these other
1: skills in your toolkit. You have to. Yeah. It's too the competitive. Industry, the fields are just not like that anymore. You know, you've got AI, you've got, you know, AI reading through resumes. The game is mm-hmm. just not the same anymore. It's About how much can you do And who do you know
0: Totally At first I was seeking out Internships that were With big companies And I was like Why am I not getting them I think I was It was the summer Before my junior year That I was applying to these things Actually summer before My senior year actually And I was like Why am I not getting Accepted to anything And I was like Duh because I have no experience I have nothing (laughs) I have no experience I honed in on the fact That I have musical skills And I guess awareness Of the music field Applied to internships That were with music organizations That truly gave me so much valuable experience in a way. It gave me an in. It gave me an in. And that's something that I'm so happy I did. I had two internships that summer. I had one in Austin, and that was like for three months. And I was helping with marketing and operations, which was really, really cool to just help with expanding their social media channels and creating like different video content and photo content. So that was really fun. And then I was an intern for the National Photo Association. So I was at their convention. Every hour I was like at an event taking videos, taking photos. But yeah, I was doing that. And I just like, I was like, you know what, this is so much fun. I love
1: performing. But I like this too. Is it everything? Is it something that you're going to, you know, lay down your life for? Because in reality, like when you get into college, it's kind of what you're asking of yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. It can change. No one says it has to be the same, but Mm -hmm. as you're showcasing, it was not something that you were ready to commit to for the rest of your life, like at least even after studying it. For sure. And then that fall
0: semester, I was in a business capstone because I have a business minor. During that class, you had to create a startup. And I had this idea um, and it you know, grew into something that I never imagined it would, Um, yeah. so, which is like so cool and so exciting. Every time I talk about it, I get so happy. <laughs> it just makes me smile, and I just I love, love the experience that I had. So I had the opportunity to create a startup. I'm the COO Chief Operations <laughs> Officer. Our team competed in the New Venture Challenge, which is a competition that CU um, hosts for new ventures, and you basically pitch your idea to a bunch of people, VCs, panelists, you know, and you, it's a competition to see who has the best idea who has the best developed business plan. And it's something that I know it was so much fun and it was so challenging. It was so challenging. Um, You have to be very disciplined. And it was also kind of like we had to lead ourselves because we didn't have deadlines given to us we just kind of had to do it ourselves and I'm like so so proud of my team because we created it in August and we were at the competitions at the finals at in April so that was like really cool to see I think we placed fifth out of like over 100 ventures so that's That's really exciting so yeah that's like measurable goal Oh, totally. And we totally exceeded our expectations whenever we were going into the competition for sure. Lastly, I guess right now I have an internship, a uh, public relations internship. So that's, you know, still ongoing. And I'm just learning a lot. So that's kind of my story and my background. It's kind of all over the place. But honestly, that's that's life for you. You never know what is going to happen. You never know what path you're going to go
1: down. So I would say life is crazy, but enjoy every bit. No, of it. seriously, I completely agree. I love you know, like the way got to really learn new things opposed to like, you know, sticking to the number one thing. I think that it says something about like your ability to approach something new, which is like a great life skill to have because not everyone has it. I think my favorite part is like knowing that you and I literally have the same kind of trajectory just backwards from each other and like in, di- in different circumstances, you know? Because with my experience or things that I've done like starting in high school, I mean, yeah, I would owe it to like, band or being in you know music actually you know outside of band you know I don't really think of band as being like a part of my musicianship mm-hmm. I think more of it as you know being classically trained on piano like I went to lessons religiously and like I would have to bail on plans to go to piano lessons and like I remember that. Something that I dedicated my life to and mm-hmm. I learned you know switching to different teachers like how to find change and all of that and that was something that I was like you know accustomed to and I was ready to take on into college and it wasn't until like my senior year of high school that I actually considered doing anything else honestly like I already applied to a school got in an and I had applied to their music marketing program because like you I was like it's not gonna financially benefit me to get a degree in performance and that's just a reality that you know my parents told me had that not happened I probably would have wanted to pursue it but I also just Don't have the discipline for it, if I'm being real with you. So I switched into music marketing. Exactly. Like you if you if you know it's not a passion and it's not worth it to try to push it. And from my experience of what I'm about to tell you guys, you'll know it's really not worth it. So I got into music marketing, but joined an organization in my high school that really just like changed everything for me. And you know, I think a lot of it goes to the business organization that I was in. But then I actually got into robotics and like that was crazy for me. (laughs) That was like robotics era. Uh, literally (laughs) peak nerd season when I tell you like it was honestly probably like one of the best groups of people I've been around because Mm -hmm. all of these people had completely different skills and like you know these were people that were like very introverted and I'm an extrovert and so it was very weird for me to like walk into a room of people that have been connected for the past three and a half years and all of a sudden I'm here and I'm just here to mess with all of their stuff Uh, (laughs) but I got to really see you know analytical thinking I grew up as a creative and so that really changed the way I thought about things was I became an analytical thinker. And so during my college orientation, I switched my major. Like without telling anyone, I switched into <laughs> marketing. Surprise! And, uh, external forces were not happy about it. It was, uh, I got a lot of heat. But, you know, I was committed at the time. I really wanted to stay on that track. And to get prepared for it, like you, I went into a program at Harvard that gave me the startup challenge pitched to actual venture capitalists as well. And the the only you know i'll say the only difference in our experiences is that like what y'all took from it was so real and so raw which was amazing ours was more of a simulation in the sense of like we were all high schoolers of all ages like i had just graduated but i also had a freshman in college or a freshman in high school on my team or actually he was more in middle school now that i think about it he was in middle school like, what he is a refer- middle schooler doing there oh my god you have to fill out this application right and like this is something that i'll tell people is you know when you hear about like a harvard summer academy it's like oh my god that's so crazy like i can't do it I filled it out and I filled out the application in like an hour and a half while I was waiting for like practice. I just found time to do it. And the the fact of the matter is, is like, it's not that anyone can get in. But if you have drive and passion and want to talk about it, you can get in. So Mm -hmm. I was lucky enough to find out about the program right before going to college. And so I went up for, you know, a couple of weeks and learned, you know, a little bit about business. And I kind of realized, like, what I, what I feel like is my calling, and I realized it's building a business, it's being an entrepreneur, that's what I like because it's such a challenge. That led to us creating a company that develops apps, and, you know, while we were not able to act on it with all of our different age groups, like, we won the competition, and it was, like, a really big deal to us because we wanted to move forward, but that kind of gave me a new perspective on what I wanted to do. And I realized, like, after trying to do marketing at college for so long, like, I accounting no thanks like it was gonna it was gonna take me out and i realized like it was going to probably put a stop in my degree plan like if you think about it i'm gonna be honest with you guys (laughs) i failed accounting the first time woo like <laughs> no yeah me too I was
0: so bad at accounting I had like really bad grades in accounting and I almost failed finance so slay <laughs> she's a finance girly I'm no. not a I'm not a numbers girl I'm a creative
1: like let's exactly. make some stuff type person not a numbers and I don't girl. know I don't know why I thought marketing was just gonna be creative like be real be real like <laughs> it was, no one told me that it was gonna be all these numbers and data analytics which you know is crazy because I say all that and then I ended up switching my major again so mm-hmm. this would be the second time I've switched my major. And I now have a minor in business administration. So I decided to keep all my classes. So if anyone's thinking about switching their majors, make sure you keep a minor in what you currently have, because it is such a waste to lose all of that. But My major is now actually a STEM major. And the biggest point about that is the fact that like, if I had not done this high school robotics team or, you know, this Harvard challenge, I probably would not be in STEM because of the fact that I grew up in an environment where STEM wasn't for me, quote unquote, you know? Like it just was not something I was good at. Science, technology, education, and math, like those are three out of four of those are my weakest. Not Mm -hmm. something I'm great at. But my degree plan works for me. I'm in technology and it fits into my job description because full-time I'm head of marketing I'm also you know president and vice president of several different other organizations and so it takes like you know breaking that comfort zone to get into all of these different things and to really like build strength to it so right around the time that I switched my major I ended up getting promoted to um assistant manager of a child center and it was inside of a large corporation so for the first time I got to manage my own team and that was that was a whole experience (laughs) and a half you know like it's so easy to rely on your co-workers when you're a co-worker but when you become a superior to your co-workers after mm-hmm. being co-workers but then that's a whole other topic I'll cover oh yeah Just because you know like if you have motivation and drive to get there nothing should hold you back but you should know how to handle the situations that will come your way because I had to figure it out the hard way. I'm thankful because the team that I had was stellar. I could not ask for better people in my life, but I did have an old friend that worked with me and that's a whole experience too. I had a very negative boss and it ended up really pushing me out of the company, to be honest with you, because I just, I couldn't handle that environment. You know, I returned back to being in marketing and eventually head of marketing thanks to an organization that gave me these challenges to push myself and actually learn these different things. And. And I ended up becoming... But head of marketing in my department, so now I kind of oversee a bunch of different things like website, SEO, design, content generation, also data analytics, and a lot of different analyzing just of our clients. And so it's been crazy to think about where I started versus where I am because if I had asked high school senior me if I was going to be in this position, I would have probably laughed until I died. Like there was no way I saw myself being the type of leader that I am. But that's the thing is like, like, I, I knew I always wanted to be this. I knew I always wanted more for myself. I always wanted to be at the top of what I was doing. I wanted to be a, you know, bulldog in the industry, whatever you want to call it. I wanted to make change. And so I think that's the biggest thing that, like, both of us can express is, like, we wanted more for ourselves. So, like, we created actionable steps to do it. Not without trial and error, but, like, mm-hmm. we actually made those decisions that are, like, really hard to make.
0: And I feel like your experiences and my experiences totally, you know, it's different. But it also, at the end of the day, comes down to the fact that our paths are not linear. They're never linear. They're never going to be just a straight line. Okay, I'm going to do this, 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 and I'm going to get to where I want. You're going to be going side to side, you know, up and down. Like, you're going to be trying to figure exactly. everything out and just going and doing things that you never thought you would be able to do. And that's the part that is so cool about, like, our friendship is that even through all of these, like, different experiences that we've had, we've managed to stay really close friends. I would say that Letty is one of my my go-to world. like, whether it be, like, For personal things, professional things. Like, I always ask your girl, help me write a LinkedIn post. Like, what do I do?
1: Like, what do I do on LinkedIn? Please help. Exactly. Yeah. I know. Like, Erica, like, biggest cheerleader, you know, like, I think it's just about recognizing, you know, success and recognizing when to be real and call someone out because sometimes I don't make the best decisions and I need someone to like ground me back into it because (laughs) you gotta remember digital front print. You gotta remember like what you say could be to someone that's your future boss. Like, Like you got to navigate tough conversations and really collect in with yourself.
0: Balance is something that I'm always struggling with and trying to grapple with. So, in my opinion, I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, I'm like a pro at balancing work and life. I totally have work life balance down. That's not the case. And that's the thing that we want to express in this podcast is that we are literally going through the same stuff that all these postgraduates are. We understand we're in the thick of it. Letty will be soon. I'm in the thick of it right now, mm-hmm. and it's hard. And I think for me, I try my best to really focus on what. I value and what mm-hmm. I value is you know, I, I value what I'm passionate about. I value my relationships, I and I think that's always gonna be at the forefront of everything I do. I'm not gonna sit here and say, Oh, like I journal every single day, and I like <laughs> do I work out every single day. No, that's not the case. That's some the days name. some days I don't, and some days, you know, I don't have time to go work out, and that's fine. Some days I literally just have to rot in bed and do nothing, and that's true, fine. True. Nothing <laughs>
1: like a good day rotting in bed.
0: Oh yeah. I'm still kind of figuring out the balance, but I feel like I'm getting there slowly
1: but surely. It's definitely a learning process. Yeah, 100%. I love that you, like, touched on the fact that, like, number one reason or not even number one, like a main reason that people would be interested in even hearing the things we have to say is the fact of the matter that we're going through it as you are. And I think that's nice to have because not everyone's always going to have someone in their life telling them these are options that you have, this is how you navigate some of the hardest conversations you're going to have to have, negotiating contracts with your bosses, or you know, telling someone I need a mental health break from my work. Like These are not easy things, and Especially when they're coming from people, you know, that you respect and are authoritative in your life. It's it's different unless you hear from someone that's, like, either sitting in your shoes right now or sat in your shoes, had the panic attack that you're currently having, mm-hmm. and, you know, can say that it really does turn out okay. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, honestly, I feel like it's always going to be the same, you know? Like, we still struggle to find balance in what we're doing. I'm the same way. I think I've gotten a little bit better by the past year and a half I've been better, but the year before that, so, like, 2021, 2022 – I was on some other wavelength. I worked <laughs> five jobs at once. Yeah, five jobs. I was running from like 4am until around, you know, 11pm to 12am the next day. Um, mm-hmm. And so girl, how'd you do that? <laughs> A lot of like energy drinks, bad health habits, like it was it is not something I encourage doing unless it's like a survival mode for you, you know, because when you're in survival mode, and I wasn't, that's the difference. But when you're in survival mode, and you're like, I have to hustle, it's hustle or no, like you will find a way to do it. The fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, is I was just living through this idea that like, I needed to be on my game almost 24 seven. And it was really like around the time when COVID hit, I think a lot of people got into the like the entrepreneurial mindset, which is great great it's what people need to hear but I think there was for a while the circulation of like the hustle is 24 7 there's no breaks you don't need a break like there are people who are better than you out there and like there are people older than you who are looking down on you thinking you're not gonna make it and I got caught up in that and I would be like at the gym for four hours straight and then I would like go home and not be productive I wasn't like throwing myself into anything I was just up forever like doing stuff Mm -hmm. and so I finally had like this mental snap about, like, half a year ago or something where I realized, like, this is the most incredibly unhealthy way I've ever lived. And I used to eat a lot of food all the time. So it had a, it was saying a lot that, like, that was my biggest problem in my life, not the other habits that I thought were unhealthy for me. It was just the way I worked. And so mm-hmm. I threw myself into yoga. And there I learned about mindfulness and meditation. And I think that was a game changer for me is the fact that, like, I – normally have panic attacks If I'm being honest with you like at least two times a week mm-hmm. I cannot explain it I don't like I know I have an anxiety disorder and all of that but like can't explain why I have I'll drop a pencil and I'll be like on the edge right then right there mm-hmm. and I think a lot of us go through that sometimes but mine is more consistent so I've really learned you know like I can't sacrifice going to yoga like I can take a day off but it is essential I'm there and I'm meditating because. I never thought about just taking two to three minutes to sit and be quiet. Who yep. knew you could just <laughs> shut up? Like, you could silence the thoughts. Who knew? Like, exactly, no, so, yeah. It's definitely been one of my biggest things is to like step back and acknowledge like all that hard work that I did, it was for something. It wasn't just to be part of a trend. It wasn't just to, you know, have one end goal. It was to better myself in my career. It was to better myself and discipline and, you know, create a routine. But now I'm acknowledging the fact that it was just unhealthy the way I did it and Mm so I'm learning you know like foods that I should be eating at certain times in the day and supplements that are good for my body and what I should be taking to help regulate my nervous system because that's a big thing that sometimes we just forget to take care of especially when we're sitting in these chairs all day um and so eventually wanting to know my body and my mind became my biggest priority and so Mm -hmm. I did sacrifice work for a while just for that Um, But now I'm back in the gear of finding a balance between the two creating a routine. So I don't wake up at 4am anymore. I wake up at like 6 or 7am and start my day then and Some days I'll wake up at seven and I'll go back to sleep until like 10 (laughs) or other days it's at seven and I'm brushing my teeth and I'm ready to go. It's just kind of depping back to like realize that I had dreams, goals and aspirations and I still do. Um, And that's not to say that anyone out there should sacrifice those at any point of time for their well-being because I understand that sometimes there is a deadline. Sometimes you are in a crunch. But you should be ready to like actually want better for yourself outside of work and take actionable steps to do that because until you do it's just it's not gonna get any easier I'm a strong believer in like you
0: know in order to become the best version of yourself in the workplace like you need to take care of yourself outside of it and I think that you know it's so interesting to hear about all of your like experience with yoga and mindfulness because to be to be honest I don't really practice that too much I used to be really into it when I was in college Mm -hmm. but I kind of fell off a little bit ever since my life kind of picked up and yeah you know it's I want to get back into that space of just being more intentional with my time because, you know, I've kind of fallen into the rabbit hole of just sitting and scrolling on my phone, like, endlessly, it's which is worst. so, so bad, and I feel like I've started to work on reading every day, so I oh, try I to read that. yeah, I try to read at least a little bit in the morning and then a little bit before bed. All and, of my. You know, reading is so great, and especially if you have a good book, like, it's the best. Give me some book recommendations because, oh yeah, I've got none. <laughs> I I definitely try to incorporate those things into my life but as I mentioned it's all a, a learning process for me and I'm really excited to hear from your experience Letty, and from the experts that you interact with on the day on a daily basis like what they have to say about mindfulness and wellness so I'm really yeah. excited to see where this
1: conversation takes us I can't wait I think there's a lot of people to hear from that can really share you know what's coming and not just your professional career but also for your well-being the way that you should be wanting to live for your future self and so I think it'll be really cool to you know not only share that experience but also talk to people that we relate to and that we trust about what they do in their lives because it's it's nice to recognize others success If you
0: like what we had to say today, make sure to check us out on our social media channels on Instagram and TikTok. You'll have everything in the description of the podcast. And also make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen your podcast: Spotify, Apple Music, wherever else. I don't know, some bootleg website. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then make sure to also
1: follow us on our personal social medias, which we'll have listed below. Thank you guys so much for listening and can't wait to have you back next week.